Hello, my sweet friend. Welcome back to the Faith by Mercy podcast. In case you are jumping on for the first time, I'm Mercedes Marshall and I'm the host. I have been loving getting to record and share my journey and all that has been on my heart. So this has been a really special project. And we're a good ways into it now. We finished my testimony series and I'm not sure what order I'll be doing the episodes after this. So perhaps this is the first one since that episode. But as you know from the title, this one is about becoming the leading lady in my life. So you're probably wondering where I got the phrase leading lady. And it's actually from one of my favorite comfort movies, The Holiday. I I did a little um, question on my Faith by Mercy page, Instagram page to see how many people had watched this um, movie because I love it. I'm I love my romance novel, uh, romance movies, and I wanted to know who else has seen it. And quite a few of you had, so that was quite cool. I watched this last year. I've watched it a number of times, but uh, last year I was watching it and I had this wee light bulb moment with one of the quotes from the movie and so that's the inspiration for this whole episode so in the scene the uh I can't remember which one wrote the girl who acts as Rose on the Titanic I've forgotten her name but she is the one who is one of the main female characters in this movie and she's meeting up with this old man who she's befriended and they're having a conversation about the film industry because he was involved within that and then he says to her in the movies we have leading ladies and we have the best friend you I can tell are the leading lady but for some reason you're behaving like the best friend and this woman she's sitting there she's like oh my goodness you're so right like you're supposed to be the leading lady of your own life and it was just one of those like oh it just resonated um quite a lot in my heart because it was just that realization that so often we are acting as the best friend like we are sort of letting life happen to us and we are sitting in seasons just sort of waiting around for the next best thing to happen or it's like kind of like you know in the movies how there's this leading role who's doing life conquering it she's she's confident she's she knows what she's doing and then there's the side best friend who sometimes they portray as fluffing around doesn't really know what she wants is probably going through some boy drama, waiting for some man to fall in love with her or something. And I think sometimes we're in that sort of mindset or uh, where we, you know, have something we sort of feel like needs to happen before we can take charge and step into the leading lady shoes. So that was something that I just got me thinking and It reminded me of last year I was at work sort of in those like COVID COVID times and I was listening to a podcast at work and it was one by Girls Night, the podcast is called Girls Night with Stephanie Mae Wilson and she was interviewing one of her friends and they were talking about I think the singleness, singleness and like what it looks like to really embrace that and then Stephanie shared from her own life just what really transformed her mindset and how she came to love singleness and I think she had this conversation with God once where um, 
he asked her, like, if you knew you would get married in five years, what dreams would you pursue, plans would you put in place, and lifestyle would you create? And then do that, no waiting around. And I just love how that just sort of framed this mindset that I've definitely had myself because I think, you know, a lot of us maybe have this big desire of getting married or owning a home, having a child, working in a certain career, having a certain car, like we want us like more friendships like there could be good things and more materialistic things that we are desiring in life and are sort of wanting to see like we'll have some prayer that we would love to see come true but um while there's always a future next step that we would love to see sometimes that hinders us from embracing the present and from you know really just living life to the full where we are and in the current season and for me I would love to get married that's all I've always been the girl whose biggest desire in life is to get married and have kids I've never really been the career orientated person but rather like I envision the best part of um what I sort of desire would be like stay-at-home mum vibes probably with a job on the on the side as well because let's be realistic but that's sort of always been my biggest dream is just that family relationship orientated stance and I think because I've had this mindset uh, there have been so many different career options or future dreams that I haven't really realized I had in my heart because they didn't fit within my timeline or my goals and so honest moment here at the start of 2022 my timeline roughly looked like me getting into a forever relationship in the next couple years and then maybe I'd move out of home once married, work at my current job for a good few years to come and then have my own children to love and a home to care for. And yes, maybe that ideal plan is what will happen. I'm not saying it won't, but I came to realize while listening to this podcast that I wasn't really allowing myself to dream of a life where marriage wasn't in the near future. And while I had this light bulb moment, I was two and a half years into being single and I really did adore and treasure the season that I was blessed with. I think I'd come full circle from being like in this place of heartbreak and sort of just missing the relationship and all of that to now I was really healed and I was living life. I had so much goodness going on and things that I was enjoying and I was just in this really sweet space. But, um, like, and I really enjoyed that, but I was still envisioning that that wouldn't be a season I'd have for too long. And after my heart was sort of hit with that question of, you know, mercy, what would you, like, be doing if you knew you'd get married in five years or ten years or something? And I just, yeah, I realised there was so much extra goodness that I could be embracing if, I viewed that season as one that maybe would take longer than I expected or wanted. And I do feel a bit silly talking about this when I've now been dating someone for a while because, like, you know, it, I feel like it would be make way much more sense if I was single and sharing this. But I'm loving this relationship, so I'm not complaining. But I do believe that even if I was still single... I would still have, like, I've carried the same mindset. Um, it's changed a little bit, but I still have that same heart posture and the mindset that I think I would have if I was single now. So I 
don't feel like my relationship has just thrown all of this out the window. So I was like in that time when I had listened to this podcast and was really challenged, I started letting myself dream and think about what further study I could do in the areas I'm passionate about. And I thought about what projects I could start to serve Jesus better and what goals I wanted to achieve and like all these different things. I just, I let myself think on what life could be like if I say had another five years of being single or six years or three years or whatnot. Like if I just expanded my time frame, what would I actually want to do within that? And I found myself excited for what could happen and I, I think I just really let go of that pressure of there being a timeline and since then I've kept dreaming and this podcast is one of those things where I, I'd already sort of had the idea before listening to this that other podcast with the five-year question but that was something that I just I considered a lot more and this was one of those little projects and I had more faith by mercy goals within my paint journal painting and then I did a I've done an episode recorded an episode maybe it's already out for you on my sort of journey of getting to the point where I'm studying to be a health coach and within that that was one of those things that I really let myself dream about where I was like okay so say I don't get married for a wee while and don't have kids so that whole stay-at-home mum life isn't in the near future well what career would I actually want to study for and go into and that was sort of what came up out from that and I won't go into all the details as to how I got there because I've got a whole episode on that but that was like one of those things that I just let myself dream about and back at that time of listening to the podcast with that question I acknowledged that maybe I'd meet someone special the next day or in 10 years I sort of let myself sit with that truth and I was challenged by Jesus to not center my future plans around the possibility that I'd maybe get into a relationship that would lead to marriage in my expectation of soon because what is the definition of soon I remember it was the chosen series that I was watching and I think they a couple of the characters sort of had this banter about like what does soon mean Jesus keeps saying he's going to go go soon or leave us soon like what is that time frame? And I realized that that's exactly true because we say, I want to get married soon or this is going to happen in my timeline, timeline soon, but there's not really a certain time period for that. So if I stuck to this way of living, then I knew I'd be missing out on a whole lot and I wouldn't be letting myself embrace potential adventures that I actually deep down would love to do. So that I feel really does tie into the movie quote because for me that desire to be married meant I'd often feel as though I was waiting for a guy to enter my life to feel as I was living out my dreams and desires and not I'm not saying that I thought that you know life would be complete and my happiness was centered on a boy like that's not what I'm trying to say but I I do think I sort of envisioned that okay I'm sort of just filling in the time until I've met a boy and then that's when I'll sort of start I'll sort of put my big girl pants on and start dreaming about life with somebody and I was like I don't want to be just sitting around not 
not sitting around, but I don't want to be missing out on what I could be doing just because I consider this a filler-in season. Because what if my filling-in season was 10 years or so longer than what I expected? And, yeah, it just reminds me so much of the movies where the leading lady takes on the side best friend mindset and isn't living fully, like I said. And so when I envision a leading lady in a film, I feel like she knows what her heart desires and she's out there making memories, she's building relationships, she's getting involved in life and she doesn't consider whatever stage she's in to be a filling season. Like she sees that season with so much importance and value and she's embracing that and I it just got me thinking about what I wanted to what I wanted it to look like for me to take back the role of leading lady in my own life and as a Christian girl, like, what would that look like? Um, and so, like, I thought, oh, okay, this would be building more stronger friendships with other girls and making good memories with my family, investing into my church, advancing my education and seeing where that could go, Dream, dreaming about, like, what career pathway I'd maybe want to go down, pursuing hobbies and seeing what fun I could make out of my passions, hence a podcast. <laughs> and that was just really freeing to be able to, sort of um, process what maybe my heart was actually kind of wanting to think about but I just wasn't allowing myself that time because I it didn't fit within my expectations and I've definitely over the last year been cultivating that a lot more and even while I am in a relationship I can still see that I am dreaming I think of something that I want to do and I go for it and I'm trying new things and I'm investing into my friendships and doing all of this different stuff which is just it has really made my life just feel so much more life-giving and joyful and full because it's embracing all the goodness that God's placed around me and last year in November I did soul tour which if you haven't heard of what Soul Tour is, it's a course run by Matt and Belinda Stott who focus, it's focused on like good mental and emotional health and what it looks like to be living with good healthy practices when it comes to like your mental and emotional state. And it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. It was a whole week of me getting to be like student vibe. Um, and so, yeah, I loved it. And the people there, it was really sweet and one of our topics that we were talking about was um taking ownership of your own choices and your journey and yeah being acknowledging like the responsibility we have for making decisions in our own lives and I use the phrase ownership so much now I think that's one thing some one of our friend, one of my friends who knows a couple of us who did soul tour. I think they may like commented on how we say ownership so much, and I love that. I think it's just so cool that something I've learned I've incorporated into my language, and I want to share a bit about what we discussed at soul tour. But this is more of like an open discussion and food for thought. Like I don't, I'm not sort of saying that this is all definitely stuff that is true or we have to believe or whatnot because there's room for our own opinions and our own journeys but a lot of this stuff I really resonated with resonated with and 
have taken on board or thought about a lot more and so I thought I'd just share it with you because I found it really encouraging and empowering and I think it's really helped me to implement good habits in my life when it comes to trying to be a leading lady or you know taking ownership of my life so we I think another aspect of being the side character in a in our life is not making moves because we don't want to do the wrong thing and we at Soul Tour linked in the parable of the talents it's in one of the gospel books I'm not sure which one maybe Luke maybe Matthew one of those um but this story is where Jesus is sharing a parable about this master who is about to go away on a trip and so he calls three of his servants to him and he gives them uh, different amounts of money and entrusts them with that to be able to multiply it or essentially use it for good and he would see what they'd done with it when he came back and so I think it was like five three and one kind of ratio and so he gives this the three different servants the money and then off he goes and they each do stuff according I think the, t- the first two who got more money they were able to multiply it and they invested it and they made a profit that they were able to give back to their master and the the third one he sort of panicked didn't really know what the master would want him to do knew that the master had a specific way of doing things and like I guess that just stress of I don't know what to do so I won't do anything and he I think buried it in the ground and when the master comes back he calls them all to him and is like okay so you know where's my money what did you do with it like how are you able to use this well within the time frame I've given you and the first two he's really proud of they you know were able to make more for him but then the third one he like we just see it wasn't that same level of appreciation because he had been like I'd given you this but you like were living in fear and so didn't allow yourself to try something or invest it or you know make more from it and that I feel like that's a <laughs> interesting way of me telling the parable you can go read it and I think it's the parable of the talents that might help you out but the main takeaway was how that one servant who was given something to be entrusted with didn't know what to do and so did nothing like he didn't do any option and I think we often do that as well like we don't take the next step in life because of the fear that we'll make the wrong choice or we won't hear God properly about it and within Saltor we also talked about king lies and how some at the root of a lot of our decisions and habits and mindsets we might have a couple of different king lies that are holding us sort of in bondage to not being able to live to our full potential and full mental emotional health and one of them was believing that every choice is crucial and I think that just ties in really beautifully with this whole concept because we are afraid that whatever choice we make is like the end of the world like this is so significant so we just sort of won't make that choice and just don't do anything and you probably have heard the phrase Jesus take the wheel that's something I grew up you know I'd make the joke while driving on the hills with a friend and be like Jesus take the wheel and you know obviously I didn't let go of the steering wheel I'm not that (laughs) I'm not that bad of a driver but it was you know I've grown up with that phrase and I think I've definitely sometimes taken it too seriously 
when it comes to life in that I've had so many moments where I've procrastinated making a big decision or doing something I'm passionate about because I don't want to go against God's choice for me or make a decision that is wrong. And I kind of want him to take the wheel and him to do the work and lead me and I'll just sort of follow, which a part of that I really agree with. And hopefully all of this will make sense by the end of it. Um, An analogy, the garage door is just going up, so hopefully it's not too loud for you, but it might be. So I have this analogy of a parent and a child. And so this child has a room full of toys and options that the parent has, you know, given this child. And when the child wants to play with something, it might say maybe this little child picks up the toy train and the blocks and goes to the parent and asks like what do I play with I don't know what to do like which one which one do you want me to play with and I feel like a like a good parent who loves the child and wants the child to have their own independence and free will I think this parent would be like hey I you choose which one you want like they're both great options choose which one and I'll come and play it with you. I'll sit down and play with this with you. And I think that really just depicts maybe the heart of God as well. And um, there could be another scenario though where a child comes to the parent and on one hand is holding a toy train and in the other hand is holding a poisonous snake. And I think we both, we all know where this is going and that the sense of the loving parent would hopefully direct the child to playing with the toy train and take away that poisonous snake for the safety of the child and because there was an option that was better than the other in this sense and I think that does depict free will and the beauty of that of God entrusting us with our life to make our own decisions I think his heart is for us to seek his will and you know get his um godly counsel and you know try and make the best decisions in a healthy way but at the same time you know taking that ownership of our independence and responsibility to make wise choices and still involving him in that I don't I like one thing we were talking about at Saltor is just sort of discussing about what it looks like if God has set out a certain path for us and has a certain specific plan with all these different decisions or if it's more about us being in this playroom and having all these different options and him wanting us to you know um embrace our independence and free will and choose but still involve him with our play and I think one scripture that often is used within all of this thinking is from Jeremiah 29 11 which says for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future and I'm not at all a biblical genius I don't want to claim that I know it all so uh, a lot of this that I'm sharing with context is from the Enduring Word app and I just want it to be a discussion I'm just sort of sharing what I found and what I've thought about and maybe it'll my hope is that rather than you just fully taking on what I'm saying and being like, right, this is it. Like, I think this is just a cool thing that you can think about and pray about and talk to friends about and with Jesus. So Jeremiah 29, 11 contains a letter from the Jeremiah who was writing as the Lord's prophet. And it was to the exiles in Babylon and it directly, um, especially directed to the leaders 
or the remaining elders of the Jewish community there. And these people were in Babylon by the will of God in that he was bringing judgment on Judah for their generations of rebellion against him. And in God's plan, they would be in Babylon for a long time. So he wanted them to settle in and make the best of their lives there. And as earlier on in the book of Jeremiah, in one of the earlier chapters, he promised that the captivity in Babylon would not go beyond 70 years. So he had appointed an end to it, but it would be a long season of exile before he would allow them to return to that promised land. And while they were in this, he wrote, you know, he was speaking, Jeremiah 29, 11, to remind these exiled Jews in Babylon that they didn't know um, his plans and they didn't know his thoughts, but he wanted to remind them of the promise he'd made, that he wanted to assure them that his thoughts and plans towards them were of peace and of goodness and they had a future and a hope. And I think often, I myself have, and this is just open up for thought, but I think for me I've definitely assumed that from that scripture God has a very detailed path for my life that he wants me to take and that might involve a specific house to buy or a job to apply for or a person to date and marry or a place to live in or, you know, all these sort of bigger things that are quite significant within our life. I think we do often have that pressure of making the right choice and from Saltor and just from thinking about it since then, I've come to wonder if if this is what it's like and if there, like, can there really be a line where, where our, the choices we make freely step into the ones God has made for us? I think is is that what it is about where you have to sort of distinguish at what point do we make our own decisions and at what point do we need to really seek God and do what he's wanting? And I often think of the analogy of ordering a Subway sandwich versus dating a boy when thinking about this idea. So if I was to line up at Subway, I wouldn't be very stressed about what fillings to put in my sandwich. Like I'd happily tell the person my choices and my mind would be at ease. But if I wasn't currently dating someone now and was hypothetically interested in someone, I know I would be overanalyzing everything and I'd be wondering if God wanted me to date the person, if the person was going to be the one I'd marry or if I'd be making a wrong choice. And it was just so much pressure in that case. And while choosing a life partner is more important of a decision and than ordering a Subway sandwich, I've come to think that perhaps it's not a matter of right or wrong, but instead thinking about a choice for a potential partner, job or home, instead of thinking about that as right or wrong, I've come to have a different mindset and I sort of ask myself, well, is this potential option going to be a healthy addition to my life? Say, would I be able to use my strengths and passions in this job well or would the person I that I'm considering dating bring out the best of me and draw me closer to Jesus um and I'm not at all saying that God can't reveal to people who they'll marry or what job they should take I think that's really cool and the beauty of individual stories because sometimes God does do that and he makes it so clear as to what step we should take and that's really beautiful um so not at all saying that that's wrong or can't be allowed because God is God and he's so beautifully um, wanting us to walk with him and do life with him and sometimes he gives more clarity 
But from my time at Saltor, I've come to think that life is more about looking at different options and inviting God and godly wisdom into the process and then using my free will that he's blessed me with to make the best decisions possible. I sort of envision, there's the garage door again in case you hear it, I sort of envision myself in this beautiful playroom that Jesus has placed me in and I have all these wonderful options that I can, you know, play with, sit with, experiment with and a lot of them are just really healthy options that I think God would be so proud of me for choosing any of them and it would just be that maybe if I went to pick up a poisonous snake or something that really would harm me, that's when maybe he would step in and close that door or give me godly counsel through people around me to be like, this is probably not the best choice, Mercy. Um, so linking back to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, I have started thinking that maybe we haven't got a step-by-step life planned out by God but I do know that he does have a deep desire for our lives to be full and abundant and he does desire for us to live in his goodness with to live with hope and excitement for the future and so within that I think there's so much room for us to explore like children and embrace the healthy things this world has to offer and that you know there's just many possible ways kind of like that GPS um, analogy I think I've heard that so many times where you know we're on this route this is the end goal but sometimes we might take the wrong turn and God redirects our path and I often thought okay so say say there was this certain person who I believe that like I had to know if God would if I'd be marrying this person or not there's like a lot of pressure and I I think at that point before going through all this processing I would have thought okay so say I don't date them now and I don't I'm not aware of it but I date somebody else like okay God can redirect it and direct me back to date like eventually being with this person and I think it just puts a lot of pressure on making I'm just using dating and relationships as a analogy because I think that's such a common one um but I think it just yeah puts a lot of pressure on not getting it wrong and not not like wasting time with somebody if it's not actually the person I'm going to marry but I think there's just so much freedom and beauty in being able to do life with someone and you know be in a relationship whether or not it ends with marriage but you know if you've got that heart posture of wanting to love them well and leave them better than when you met them then like it's really cool to be able to learn more about what it's like to communicate with somebody and to make decisions and spend time with them and go on adventures. Like, I, I think it's just way more fun when there's not that pressure of, am I making the wrong choice? Am I going against God's will? Is this the person I will or will not marry? Like, That just puts a lot of pressure on just the dating stage. And that might be similar with a lot of other big decisions where you're just wanting to be able to enjoy that process of figuring it out and having room to maybe make mistakes or not quite get it right and so I think even from Soul Tour we're also we're talking about how having that mindset yeah places a lot of pressure on our expectations of God as well and how you know that whole phrase of Jesus take the wheel we can easily take a step back and maybe put ourselves in the passenger seat and be like yep Jesus I want you to be in the driver's seat you to do this but I think some, that then maybe 
takes away that responsibility that we've been entrusted with and we're sort of giving back what he gave us in the first place, which is our free will and our independence and our ability to choose and, you know, discern with people around us what's going to be a good option. And if we make a choice believing that was God's intended plan for us and then if things go wrong, then does that mean that we heard God wrong or his plan was faulty? I think there's just a lot of different things that I've been thinking about and it's one of those big areas of life and my relationship with God that I've thought about for years and just have really questioned and tried to understand and make sense of it all. So I'm, I'm not fully there and this is just all food for thought, just to clarify again. So like I mentioned before, God entrusted us with this one life and he placed us on this earth with the gift of free will. And with this, he has called us to be his disciples. Like I know while he hasn't maybe set out which subway bun I should order or which car I should get, which job I should work at, which dress I should buy for a wedding or all these different little details. While that might not necessarily be in his plan, I do know that being his disciple is a part of that and loving him and like like living in such a way that honors him and is making me more like Christ. That's that's what his plan is. He desires for me to go out to reflect Christ in his kingdom and to seek that first and then, you know, lead other people towards him and point other t- people towards Jesus. Like, that's what his goal is. And he wants, because he also knows that our, like, if we believe in Jesus, where our hope is in him and we know that our eternity and our salvation and our life is just so secured in him and that's the hope and the freedom and the beauty that he speaks about all throughout the Bible. And so from all of my time at Soul Tour and these different podcasts and things that I've been listening to, I've just come to believe for myself that maybe his plan is just a bit broader and wider than what I initially believed. And it might not be so specific down to the small details, but I, yeah, it's just more he's placed me in this beautiful playroom with loads of beautiful opportunities and options and I get to use my discernment and the Holy Spirit and other people around me to make sense of that and to do make good options that'll be fun and life-giving and when we do life with Jesus we can invite him into the process and but still have the leading lady role or maybe the leading man and like have that ownership I think that's one thing I've just come to appreciate in my life is just having more ownership over my choices and responsibility I feel I feel within like even just my journey of becoming a health coach before soul tour and before this part like yeah mainly before soul tour I'd spent like majority of last year thinking about doing this study and going into that but I just felt so much pressure over getting it right and I was like I don't want to you know invest my money and my time um, into studying this if this isn't what God wants for me and all of that and I just felt like such a huge decision to make that I just didn't want to get it wrong and then after Soul Tour I just felt way more encouraged to use the Holy Spirit and like make the most of having the Holy Spirit and discernment and people around me 
to make a wise choice for myself and use my um, like my free will that I have and the, taking ownership of those decisions. And so I looked at my strengths and how I have empathy and developer and like responsibility and discipline and belief. Those are my five top friends top strengths which I think you know weave so beautifully into someone who could really do a lot of good through being a health coach like I love to develop in myself and I love to watch others develop and grow and you know become more whole and fulfilled people and that's essentially what a health coach does and so from doing soul tour I you know looked at my strengths and what I'm passionate about and how I love more doing things one-on-one with people rather than in big group things. Like I think I had originally done my biochemistry degree thinking I would go into being a biology teacher or a chemistry teacher, but the thought honestly of teaching a classroom of high school boys and girls really just overwhelmed me and stressed me out. I was not for that anymore. (laughs) And I also knew I didn't want to do lab work. And so I'd had this degree. I was passionate about the parts of like the cells and our body and the system and the hormones and all those different things but I didn't necessarily know where that could lead and so I took my passion with that and the biology side and the well the biochemistry and then my my gifts and my talents and my desire to do life with people and it made me think okay actually being like doing this study to be a health coach is actually probably a really wise one that incorporates so much of who I am. And I'm not fully sure where it's going to lead. I envision a lot of, I like have a lot of dreams with it when it comes to it. And so maybe I'll do this course and that will lead into something else or I'm not fully sure. But I, I have ownership over that choice to study this. And I love that. I love, I feel like it's just been so freeing and, I don't have that pressure over myself to have got it right or wrong. I was able to make that choice and as the leading lady in my own life, I was confident in it and I've just seen so much life come from that and even just my other things of starting a podcast or my Instagram page. I remember back in 2020, um, partway through the year, I think after I'd done some of that healing from my wilderness season, I wanted to start an Instagram page to be able to share. I followed quite a few people who did like this sort of thing where they'd have a page for sharing about Jesus and their walk with him and what they were learning. And I was like, I really, I really want to be able to do that. I feel like that would be so much fun. And I loved that idea of it. But I also sort of stressed myself out being like, am I going to be doing, going against God? Like, are my motives in the wrong place? Like, do I just, is my heart in the right place? does God actually want me to have an Instagram page? Like I put so much pressure on myself to understand and know if it was the wrong or right decision to do. And then I had a conversation with one of my best friends who actually I hadn't even mentioned this to anybody. And then while we're talking, she asks me, I think over like messenger, like, oh, would you ever do a face, like a Instagram page, a faith one? And I was like, um, have you been like reading my journals or something like how do you know that this is something I've been praying to Jesus about and have been really trying to figure out and so from that like she really encouraged me that it didn't have to be a big deal that it was something you know that summed up my personality and who I am so well and so I was like well what would I even call it and then she sent back 
faith by mercy and that was it it was like I just I saw that um title and I was like that's it that's what I'm gonna call my page and I think I made it that same night and like started it with just her following it and then she um from that you know I've built this wee page where I share about my journey with Jesus but I've also been painting journals that was another thing that I was like scared to kind of do because I didn't want to be doing something that you know wasn't within my purpose or what God wanted me to do but I think I've just found so much more freedom when I've taken my passions and what I love and if it's something that's healthy and honors God and you know is able to bless people I'm like I want to jump right into that I don't want to be held back by fear of making a wrong choice and this podcast is one of those things where I have for ages have just been thinking about it and it was something that you know been on my heart but I didn't want to be jumping into doing something if it wasn't right but now from doing soul tour and having thought about all of this I've just realized that it's something I'm like this is where I can share what I'm doing where I'm at share about Jesus it can encourage people and bless people and be something fun and I'm like there's nothing wrong with any of that as long as I am seeking God and praying and like using good discernment and wisdom within what I share and talk about then I think this is a beautiful thing to jump into and so I've done it as you know but it's just been so freeing to be able to start projects and commit to different things with such a newfound freedom because I've recognized okay first of all I don't want to be the side best friend of my life I want to be the leading lady because I'm the only one who can be like no one else in my life can you know take charge and be the the center role in my life I'm the only one who can do that we've all got that beautiful opportunity to be the the lead role the main character in our world which is a bit cheesy but I think also holds so much power when we really believe that and take that on board and so I've been on this journey of recognizing what it would be like for me to be the the main character who's confident in herself and who she is in the Lord and is you know wanting to make memories and live life fully with people not sort of waiting around for the next big thing I think I think about how in movies there might be the character who's you know going about their their life routine it's a bit dull and not a whole lot going on like they sort of haven't acknowledged their um who they are and like say it was a Christian like hypothetically a Disney Christian movie this character is like I just am not confident in who I am in Jesus or whatnot and so say in this movie something might happen maybe it's a boy comes along or this adventure something changes and then that's when they break out in song like a lot of Disney movies it takes a major twist in the plot line and they break out in this feature song which becomes like the thing that all the little kids sing and I realized I didn't want my life to be me waiting around for something to happen for me to break out in song I I want to be someone who I mean I am someone who sings a lot I get told to be quiet at home quite often Um, but I wanted to be someone who literally and metaphorically would be singing and 
you know, living in a state of joy and be praising Jesus and pouring out sort of my worship to him, whether it's through how I love people and what I do or how I actually sing. Like I wanted to be doing that constantly rather than just, you know, sitting in this state of waiting for the the next plot line for me to be able to do that. I hope that makes sense. It it does in my brain, but I'm not sure if I have shared that clearly in such a way. Um, but I've yeah stepped into being the leading lady of my own life. I that garage door is really loud. Someone's coming and going, but I've taken that leading lady role in my own life. I realised that I didn't want to be putting my life on pause or not embracing the fullness of this season. I didn't want to be living in a filling season because I, you know, I'm expecting of something happening in the future. I've really challenged myself to do things as though this season could last for longer than I expect. And there's so much joy when we do that, when we, like, especially for the single season, sometimes that can be a really hard one and we're just sort of waiting. But that was one thing that I really learned for me was to press into that and embrace that, do fun things, go on adventures with friends, start projects, volunteer at things, all these, like, there's so much goodness that can come from that. And in general, just in any season where we're waiting for something or maybe a wrestling with that disappointment of not being in the next stage, I think that was just something I got so challenged by from that podcast was recognising, even though a part of my soul may be disappointed or... I am not like living with full hope that God will bring along what I desire. It was like there's actually there's too much goodness around that Jesus wants me to embrace for me to just be um, sitting in that disappointment or restlessness. I think that was one thing I really was challenged by and have seen as my heart posture has changed and as I've you know gained that momentum of just living life fully. I've just seen that really transform my heart and my joy. I am in such a beautiful season. And it's all because I'm taking ownership and I'm wanting to make sure I'm living this full life. And I feel like I've been repeating myself <laughs> a lot. So I don't want to keep making this episode lag on because especially when it's like 46 minutes, that's impressive. I originally last year... This is going to extend it a bit longer, but it's okay. Last year when I started dreaming of doing a podcast and all of that, I had no, I was like, I can't talk for 50 minutes or whatnot like all the other podcast people do. I don't have that much to say. Like, what the heck would I talk about? But here we are, breaking ground. I'm nearly about to hit 50 minutes. I kind of just want to talk until I do hit 50 minutes just so I can hit that record. I feel like that will be just just such like a take that enemy like I can do it um because this is a dream that I've wanted to see and I absolutely am fine with there being 15 minute episodes or 10 minutes or 30 like I think it's not going to be very consistent because there'll be some episodes where I'll get a story that I want to share or something that God might just put in my heart and I want to be able to talk about that and share it so I and I don't want to have that expectation of talking for a certain amount or being like that's not enough I it's this is a free place for me to embrace 
my excitement and what God's doing. And it's just like a verbal journal. You pretty much are listening to what I have either journaled about already or am processing in my brain. And so as I talk, I often find it just helps me put it into perspective and to be challenged by it. But a lot of the first episodes that I'll be doing are stuff I've already thought a lot about and have just put it together for an episode, I think. I wanted to make sure I'm not going on too much of a rough tangent. Like I've had my I've had my notes, which is really cool. Um, and so yeah, this has been really fun. Oh, I'm so close. I've got a minute and a half. I do I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I hit fifty minutes with this one. I don't want to cut it short. I wanna hit fifty minutes. It's a big goal. So I will share a little bit about my day (laughs) so far it's in the morning I dropped off a couple of girls from work to school and then I went bouldering and today I've been like over the last little while getting back to my peak fitness and strength that I was before summer started and I flashed a v4 red climb which if you don't know what flash means it means I oh no I didn't actually flash it sorry I'm lying I but I did accomplish it. Once I managed to get the first move, I flew up it and it was a bit scary, but I did it. And that was really exciting because it just shows I'm getting back to that level that I was at when I left before summer. So I'm ready to become even more stronger and confident in my ability as the little bouldering girl. That was really sweet. Sweet morning, I didn't do it for too long and now I came home, wanted to record this podcast hang out with you. Oh my goodness. We are breaking ground. This, I think, deserves a medal or a certificate. I'll have to find some way to celebrate because I'm going to hit 50 minutes. And so I will close this up now. Won't keep going. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was way longer than what other ones have been, but there was so much that I really enjoyed sharing with you. And hopefully it's just given you something to think about and Don't take all my words for the full truth. I'm just someone figuring out life, doing it with Jesus, and want to give you stuff that you can think about too. So thank you so much. I pray you have a really beautiful rest of your day and that you'll stick around and join me for future episodes. But if you have any questions or you want to contact me, you can message me at faithbymercy on Instagram. That's where I love to hang out. So until next time, see you later.